Hey guys, before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that doors are now open for our signature accelerator program. We are doing a major deal for this promo period where you get Critical Care Academy's CCRN review course absolutely for free as a bonus if you join us before May 4th. Our signature program is special because it's a one-time investment for lifetime access. There are no recurring fees. We want you to start this process early. So if you're in nursing school or if you are just starting the school search process, this is absolutely perfect for you. We walk you through picking schools, writing your resume, making sure you have all those boosters to make you stand out. We've got over 20 hours of video lessons along with an entire downloads vault of swipe files and templates. And of course, over 50% of the program is interview prep. We have five on-demand mock interviews. And then of course, a huge part of this is every month we have office hours where you can bring your questions and get answers. We have essay office hours with our expert developmental editor, Dr. Diane Katie. We have group mock interview practice labs, ad hoc guest speakers like SRNAs, and other faculty. It really is a comprehensive program. And once you are in, you are in for life. You can head to the CRNAclub.com to check it out. And again, the CCRN review course as a bonus that ends on May 4th. So if you are on the fence, shoot me a DM at the CRNA club. I am hanging out there, but otherwise let's jump into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today, we are gonna be talking about a piece of your application that stresses a lot of people out, and that is the resume. So today I'm gonna go over five resume slash CV mistakes and how you can avoid them. So your resume is one of the key parts of your application. Its purpose is to really highlight your best and brightest attributes and entice the admissions committee to wanna see you in person. And I do want to stress, you do not know what order the admissions committee is reading your application packet in. You don't know if they're looking at your transcripts first, if they're looking at your resume first, or if you're look, they're looking at your personal essay first. They might look at your essay, and if they are not even impressed with your essay, they might not even look at your resume. If they look at your resume and see that you don't have some key things on there, they might not even bother reading your personal statement. I just want you to think about this from the eyes of a faculty member who's reading maybe a hundred resumes that day. Your resume needs to be clear, skimmable, and strategic. The right things need to pop at the right time. The resume is something not to be overlooked, as is the personal essay. I'm sure most of you guys have heard me stress the personal essay a lot, but the resume is also a really clear piece of the puzzle, and you need to focus on this. Oftentimes early, I recommend that you start working on your resume 14 to 16 weeks before your first due date. Why? Because I want you to have that ready if you go to a state meeting, if you have a meeting with a faculty member, if you shadow somebody, they ask you for your resume. I want you to have that done early so you can give that to them, okay? I want you to be stressing last minute if somebody asks you for your resume and you're like, crap, I haven't looked at that thing since nursing school. I need to quickly whip this out. And then it's just, it doesn't look good. And that's kind of their first impression of you, your professional side. So start early. And one more thing before we dive into these five tips. What's the difference between a resume and a CV? Okay, a resume is for a job. A CV is more academically focused. This can be for if you were applying for a faculty position 
or if you've done a lot of research or you want to give a talk, this is really more for academics. Your CV is going to grow with you over the length of your career. So it can be many pages long by the time you are ready to retire. A resume, on the other hand, is for a job. So this really highlights your skills clinically for a specific position. Now, with that being said, CRNA programs do sort of use this interchangeably as a term when it comes to CRNA school applications. Typically, you're going to keep the same components of the resume and the CV for your CRNA school application. So I don't want you to stress too much about that. For all intents and purposes, we're going to refer to it as your resume. If you do see CV on your application, don't stress. It is You are applying to a doctorate program, right? There is a focus on your academics. Um, so that is what we're going to talk about today. So just to get that out of the way, that's sort of the difference between the resume and the CV, interchangeable in our case. Okay, so some mistakes that we see applicants making. Huh. I've been looking at a lot of resumes over the last couple of months. We're kind of getting into that real big planning stage right now in the spring before things, you know, applications start opening. This is such a prime time to start working on your resume. If you don't already know we have resume templates on our shop, go ahead and take a look. They're really affordable. We actually have, it says three resume templates on there plus over 50 prompts, but there's actually a fourth bonus template in there. That's my favorite. I recommend a lot of people use and many people have gotten into school using these resume templates. So let's dive into the meat and potatoes of today's episode. What are the five mistakes that we are seeing when people are doing their resume and how can you avoid them? Number one is the resume is not professional enough in the sense that we are using fancy graphic design focused columnar templates. And when I say we, I mean you. I do not want you to do this. I do not want you want you to use these like super Canva-y, blocky letter, big text for your name type of fonts or any graphics. I don't want to see clip art on there. I don't want to see designs on there. And yes, I have seen them. Do not do this. I want this to be a very professional document. I also personally am not a fan of the columnar resumes. Faculty members have also said this themselves. Obviously, I'm sure it can be personal preference, but it's really hard to know where to look when you have two columns of information or like a sidebar. Our eyes read in the letter S. We're skimming sort of down and then we go to the right, we go down and we go to the right. You want your resume to be skimmable and our eyes don't know where to look when we have the columnar types and you can miss something really key. So my recommendation is to keep it just to the horizontal, very traditional style. It's okay if you don't have a super modern vibe. It's not about that. It's about the information that is on your resume. So the first mistake we see is using fancy graphic design focus, clip art, graphic-y type of columnar resumes. Highly recommend. Use our templates. You'll be good to go. Number two, the second mistake I see people make is overcrowding with unnecessary fluff or unnecessary information and repeating things in different spots. So for example, if you say collaborate with a multidisciplinary team to provide safe and effective care to patients, everybody does that, right? Like I wouldn't say that that's such a key thing to be putting on your resume. Also, if you're a charge nurse and a preceptor on your unit, and you put it under the unit description, but then you also happen to have a header on there that says leadership, and then you put it there again, you're just diluting the information, and now things aren't really popping because you've got all these repeats everywhere, and it gets a little difficult to read. So do not overcrowd with unnecessary information. P 
people are skimming, what do they need to know? What do you want them to take away? We want a lot of really strong bullet points under there, not a lot of fluff about uh, communicating with the physicians or providing safe care. I mean, everybody's really going to say that they provide safe care, right? So really take a look at each bullet point that you have on your resume and say, is this really necessary for me to include? That is mistake number two is overcrowding with unnecessary information. All right. Mistake number three that we see on our resumes or CVs is not using reverse chronological order for employment and education. So what does reverse chronological order mean? It means the most recent up top. So at the very top of your resume where you have your education, if you retook a course, you took organic chemistry last year, that should go up top. And then next should be maybe your undergrad nursing. And then under that, maybe your associate's degree or if you had a previous degree. Most recent, same thing goes for employment as well. All right, that's mistake number three is not using reverse chronological order for your employment and education. All right, mistake number four is the header. When you have your header of your resume, we do not need to see your name in size 45 point. I'm telling you, sometimes I see your name really, really, really big. You are just taking up like a fifth of your page with just your name. All of that front page, remember how I said that was really valuable real estate? Well, you're just like shouting your name in us at the top of your resume and you could have included some leadership skills on that front page. We know your name. We're really concerned about who you are, not your name. Yes, your name's important, but it doesn't need to be like screaming at us from the at the very top in huge 75 point letters being being dramatic. But you know what I mean? Shorten it down, make it a little smaller. It can be bigger. It just doesn't need to be massive. And make sure you're including your credentials there as well. Are you an RN? Are you a BSN? Do you have your CCRN or your CMC? Because those things are important to kind of share right off the bat. If you have your CCRN, your TCRN, or your CMC, or your CSC, put your alphabet soup up there. You worked freaking hard to get those certifications. Why not flex it a little bit? It's a really nice touch. If I get somebody's resume off the top and I see right away that they got their CCRN, then they got their CMC and maybe a TCRN, I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. We got a go-getter. We got an overachiever. Okay, so don't forget to include that at the top. So that is mistake number four is not including your credentials in the header and making your name way too big at the top using a valuable real estate. The last mistake that I see is that you are not ensuring that the content underneath your employment section reflects the Council of Accreditation's definition of high acuity or critical care. Who is the COA? What is the COA? The Council of Accreditation is our accrediting body for CRNA programs in the United States. Every CRNA program is going to be accredited by the COA and they undergo a review process, whether that's five or 10 years to make sure their students get high first time board passing rates and the schools are doing what they are supposed to be doing and teaching students and producing CRNAs that can pass boards, right? So the Council of Accreditation has said that to meet our definition as an applicant for high acuity critical care, you need to, as an ICU nurse, be taking care of patients on mechanical ventilation, vasoactive infusions, multiple drips, life-saving devices. These patients need to be sick. They need to be high acuity. So if you are looking at your work experience, say I covered up the name of that hospital and I was just looking at the bullet points underneath your hospital name that I've covered up. Can I tell? 
by looking at those bullet points under there, that you take care of really sick patients who are mechanically ventilated on multiple vasoactive infusions with multiple pathophysiologies and invasive devices. Will I be able to tell that? Did you, did you kind of spell that out for me? You need to be able to communicate that your acuity is high enough. Yes, if you are at a big hospital like Mayo, UCLA, you know, Cedars, those hospitals, they're, they're, people are going to be familiar with these world-renowned hospitals. But if you're one of the people who worked at these, these hospitals that maybe they're not familiar with, you need to be very clear that the, the ICUs that you're working at is high acuity. So make sure your work experience descriptors reflects that high acuity critical care verbiage listed on the Council of Accreditation's website. All right, so those are the five resume slash CV mistakes and how to avoid them. Number one is using fancy graphic design focus column art templates. Don't like them, go horizontal. Number two is overcrowding with unnecessary information. The third mistake is not using reverse chronological order for your employment and education. The fourth mistake is using up way too much real estate for your name and your header at the top and not including your credentials. Number five is you're not making sure that your work experience descriptors reflects the Council of Accreditation's definition of high acuity or critical care. Overall, your resume is a really important piece of the puzzle. Focus on formatting as well. Make sure you have some key headers in there, the ones we have on our resume templates. Also make sure everything is tidy. Look, look at the alignment on your resume. Look at the spacing. Are you using periods after your phrases on some lines, on not some lines? Make sure things are consistent. Are you capitalizing things that are proper nouns or are you kind of willy-nillying, willy-nillying, capitalizing things that you think should be capitalized? Are you spelling out abbreviations that people might not be familiar with? Really take a very close look at your resume and make sure that you are being very detail-oriented with it, that it is skimmable, that you're putting the most important things on the front page. And if you haven't already yet, go check out our resume templates. Or if you're an accelerator student, you have access to these in your planning and applying accelerator tools section. Go check them out. Anyway, that was a packed episode for you. I hope I've inspired you to go and work on your resume or take a second look at it. If I could give you one piece of advice is start on it early. All right, you guys, thanks for tuning in. I will catch you on the next episode. 